So this is the inaugural first session of Main Theory with me and Elise. This is Drew Kazusko. This is Elise Troxel. We are the departmentalists. The departmentalists. I do color. I do cutting. Um, and we work at Immortal Beloved in Richmond. Um, that was, this is being recorded in the upstairs unfinished, recently demoed uh, apartment above our salon. It is cold and there are no chairs. There's nothing in here. Just um, our passion for hair. I think you can probably hear that, whoever is listening to this. We um, started working here about three years ago and- Look, there's Nick. Who's outside? One of our coworkers is on the patio. No, Nick can't hear us. Um, Sorry, we, we, easily, we got easily distracted. I don't know why we did this by a window. Um, that was <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. But we uh, started working here about three years ago. And um, before that, I worked not too far away. I moved to Richmond. And Elise, you're from, well, you're not from Richmond. I grew up about an hour from Richmond. But I came to school in Richmond for art school and became a hairdresser instead. Didn't we all? <laughs> yeah, that's how it always starts. Didn't we all? I wanted to be an artist, but I wanted to get, eat every day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I wanted to be a linguist, but I didn't want to be bored every day. So. <laughs> but um, when we started working here, we were kind of given the option by our owner to departmentalize. And this podcast largely talks about kind of the uh, elevated color service and departmentalizing and... Uh, a lot of the bigger things like setting boundaries and just client experience and stuff like that, hospitality. That's kind of what we're trying to get to in this podcast. Yeah. So um, we wanted to start by giving a little introduction about the two of us and and how we got into all of this to begin with. I started um, about eight years ago. I started in a salon in the West End and we primarily did perms and mature women's hairstyles. So I wasn't really learning anything earth shattering. Um, at all, to be honest. And I came up in my apprenticeship when Instagram and Vivid Color and Balayage was starting to hit the internet and become the most popular trend to take over. All of these trends were really popular. And um, so that really ignited my excitement into hair, but I wasn't in the right surroundings. So I had to go through a couple of salons that just didn't, weren't the right fit for me until yeah. three years ago when we, when I got to Immortal Beloved. Yeah. And uh, how did you get, how did you find yourself here? I mean, same thing. I actually, I went to hair school up in Northern Virginia. Uh, I worked at a salon before then and did an apprenticeship. So I did school and apprenticeship, um, kind of like half and half. Uh, so I kind of know both of those worlds, but same thing. I was like starting to do hair when like Pinterest was barely even around, you know, like yeah. we were, everybody was like, have you gotten Pinterest yet? And yeah. then like people were realizing that you can do the same thing on Instagram. Just, you were able to talk Share about it. You, you, were, you were able to like, just tell people what you were doing. And so I was kind of like, also at that beginning of, um, I think there's an, a staple in my shoe. Oh, uh, well. <laughs> like I said, <laughs> the unfinished recently demoed. Good. Good, yeah, good just watch out there's staples. It's fine. We'll just, you know. It's really stapley in here. <laughs> um, Keep it together. And then we <laughs> get it together with a staple. <laughs> anyway, but puns I, are before, included. <laughs> exactly, puns are free. But we both kind of got started before the internet, and then shortly thereafter, 
got into uh, trying to be able to market ourselves and have control over how, like, our portfolio and everything. And I think that we both kind of were in the same situation where we were probably the most excited person in the salons that we were coming up in, which is, which is like just so disheartening. Yeah. I don't even know if that's a word, but it disheartening. Disheartening. Because like, you were there. No, you just want to be so excited. And then you work around people who are like, like, just do your job. Yeah. Like, fold the towels. This isn't rocket science. Yeah. And I was like, why can't it be rocket science? And then like, also at the same time, I could, I had, I I got like half and half. Like I got the people who like clocked in, clocked out. And then I got the people who like, really like saw themselves only in this industry in some capacity like only this industry and it was really cool to see people who had been in there for so long people who are still new like one of my coworkers, beth at my first salon she had been doing hair since like the early 80s she got her license in high school in the 70s wow. like she knew that was what who it was she was that was yeah it was like never her, a question her she was like a like trade school all her life you know what i mean like yeah. she was just and so that was really cool to see somebody who like still cared about well, maybe what that's they were what doing it is. that age. It's when you like are like my identity is a hairdresser. Um, you know, maybe that was the difference was that we were identifying as hairdressers and we mm. were not always working with people who felt the same. Yeah, I found something that I was like, wow, I can really like do something in this industry. Yeah. Like this is this whole industry has like limitless possibilities, and I had never been exposed to it until I just got hired at the front desk. Yeah, you know what that's I mean. Where like, I started too. Random person was like, we're looking for front desk people. Yeah, and they were like, I really like your vibe. You should come in and yeah. interview it. Fun fact, my interview largely consisted of us talking about how hot the guys on True Blood were. It was like <laughs> a 30-minute interview that I showed up to in shorts and the sandals. Oh, because I, I had, like, no idea. Eric Northman. <clears throat> real, real quick aside, all the way, uh, Al Seed. Oh, yeah. Like, Al Seed, Joe, no. Joe Man- Mangalaniano. <laughs> Good, Nailed that one. Good on Sofia Vergara for snatching him. I can't uh, tell which one of them family, is luckier. That family with a mouthful of names is like, yeah. so good looking. But back to back the to <laughs> main theory. But the uh, the interview was like thirty minutes. I showed up in like shorts and a sandal and short. Yeah. How like, did you get a job like that? And my friend was waiting in the car because I was like, hold on, real quick. Like I just have to go like interview with this job. We go to Spencer's after this interview. Showed, yeah, showed up with no resume. I had no idea what I was getting into. And I just, like, really clicked with them. I thought they were a lot of fun people. And I was like, cool, this is, like, yeah. this is at least something for now. And then the more I learned about it, the more they were like, I mean, you can kind of do anything in this industry. Sure. Like, That's cool. The possibilities are endless. I mean, like, Absolutely. I was a colorist for the first half of my yeah. career. And then I took a left turn. Like, not even a left turn. Like, a U-turn um, in the middle of the median yeah. on, like, a eight-lane highway. And, like, like, exactly and I was like, you know, I'm going to do the opposite. And the reason that is is because I never had a good education on cutting. I was mm-hmm. never properly taught. And everything that I learned, I had been cutting up until the point that I came here. But I was totally winging it. Exactly. And, and then it wasn't until I had come here that, like, someone actually was like, you're doing this wrong. Yeah, right? like, here's here's a much simpler Yeah, and it just kind of came on. Way. Just came on uh, kind of effortlessly. Yeah. It just kind of was an easy transition. Yeah, and I think also one of the big topics in this podcast that we want to talk about is the mentor-apprentice yeah, relationship. Yeah, so it's here. Because we are in an industry where we can... We, we, we can always pay it forward in some respect Absolutely. and like everything we do has to be about paying it forward and making sure that that next, next generation, generation is not just there for you 
before you get on before they get on the floor, but that they're good coworkers now too once they're on the floor. Yeah. And that's so important. We cannot stress it enough. We do so much revolving around the mentor apprentice program and making sure that as they come in, they're getting not just like support, but like actual real knowledge, fundamentals and practical, you know, and those two aren't like mutually exclusive, but like in hair school, they are Yeah, like they teach you the fundamentals and then they're like, this will always apply all the time, always, you know what I mean? I feel like they're not even the accurate fundamentals. They're like fundamentals from 20 years ago. And I just don't think that's a good service for the guests because like nobody's coming in wanting hair from 20 years ago, especially when that client wasn't even alive 20 years ago. They didn't even have hair. Exactly. So like, I just feel like it's almost like what is happening here is that like, I think that we all evolve Mm -hmm. around the same, I don't know, it's like we're a bunch of planets. Kelly's the sun and and we all just like revolve around our little, you know, we go at our own pace. We got our own little trajectory. Exactly. And somehow it all works in the yourself, I'm elliptical. I can totally see yourself as like elliptical orbit too. Like your orbit's totally elliptical. I mean, you would know. (laughs) <laughs> it's when they're like an oval, yeah, not a circle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think it would be a circle. Like, yeah. Oh my God, circular. Like Pop I got like to go. I, gotta, <laughs> I like to go a long way and then randomly change my trajectory. The the immortal uh, beloved Hell's Bottom solar system is like one sun at the center and then like a shit ton of of elliptical orbits just haphazardly, haphazardly but consistently. Kind of like atoms. Kind of like atoms. Yeah. Yeah. But um, we, were, we were saying something right before then. Um, uh, the symbiotic relationship the of mentors yeah, and the, apprentices. And I mean, you can't I have one without the other. And once I had graduated school, I thought that I didn't really have a need for, like, I thought the time for mentorship was over, and it was yeah. like time for me to get on the floor well, and just figure it out. Mentorship like, just being someone's slave in the salon. That's the other like, thing too. Shampooing that. and folding towels until yeah. the cows come. I home. mean, sure, I got a bunch of. Keep bumping in a stupid wire closet. But how many times, yeah, was was a nugget of information dropped over in an eight-hour shift of you endlessly shampooing and all over glaze and shampoo and all over glaze yeah. and seven minute this and you know what I mean? Like you can't even put gloves on, your hands are so dry and crap. Why would you why would you <laughs> even put gloves on? You're just gonna take them off in thirty seconds because you have another person to shampoo, right? You know what I mean? Exactly. Like it's just live in gloves. Yeah. Don't take the like, latex off. Don't take them off. Don't even fucking put them on. Yeah. Like, well, I think we need to stop swearing. Why? True. Why put gloves on? Why put gloves on? <laughs> uh, com- put in the comments, uh, hashtag fuck gloves. No glove squad. <laughs> no glove squad. But, and, and then one nugget of information, you were like, wow, I really learned something today. But yeah. what you learned was like, Sometimes you put too much blue in a formula. Yeah, you know no, what I mean. It yeah. was like it's more it, like mistakes. You learned that a mistake them. that your mentor made, and then they have now this like opportunity shoved in their face to teach you a lesson yeah. about formulating or porosity or you know an application Anything. or whatever. And and those are the only times that you ever learn something. Yeah. Or or when something kind of goes wrong. There's no fundamentals. It's all. You know, I mean, that's what you were talking about when, like, your first, finally I did it, <laughs> when your first, um, you know, like, hands-on helping with color was a color correction, and, like, you felt like you learned so much, yeah. it was because you had to. Your mentor well, had to teach you something well, in that moment. in that situation, I felt like I had to learn a lot because my mentor was giving me information I thought was wrong. Right. So she was telling me to do things, and I was like... I don't think so. Um, 
Mm-hmm. I don't know anything, but. And so I actually, there was another coworker of mine, Kenny. Shout out to Kenny. I love you so much. You're still my number one. Kenny, big, big, big friend uh, of the pod. Got, love <laughs> Kenny. Big friend of the pod. And he would, <laughs> she'd leave the room and he'd be like, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> Uh, do this instead. And that's kind of like where I understand the chef mentality yeah. where they're like, it's like a band of brothers type thing where yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like you're always looking out yeah. for the person Nothing made me feel you. better when she was like, oh, this looks great. And I was like, I know, because I didn't use any of your photos. <laughs> I didn't listen to you. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But, so you had to kind of, you were given this sort of haphazard, like piecemeal education. And then yeah. with color, you can't really do that. Well, like, now, the way I see it, I paid my road and it was full of potholes and I didn't have enough road to not have potholes. Right. So now, there was still potholes left exactly. over. Exactly. <laughs> so now I'm going back and I'm filling the potholes, making the ride a little smoother you know what, along the, you're, the way. You're leaving the color lane filled with potholes. Yeah. It can have as many potholes as it needs to because you're not driving like on that road anymore. Just like the strand of the hair is porous <laughs> and it needs all the holes filled. Exactly. And Whoa. But you're driving on the the cutting side of the highway, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if you realize- I'm on a new lane now. Exactly, you realize, like, I it's think- a little bumpy. One thing that I cannot okay. stress is just like, know your limits. Yeah. Nobody, you don't have to do anything. Yeah. Like, you don't have to do everything. You, nobody's forcing you. I was talking this about this- goes right into being departmentalized. Yeah, I was, I was talking about how, like at my old salon, I remember we had classes and they were like, if you're not doing men's cuts, if you had two men's cuts a day, Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? The old spiel about yeah, like, like if add-ons. you did just one men's cut a day yeah. over a year period, you've made thirty-two thousand dollars. <laughs> you're like, where where are you doing the math? You're a hairdresser. How do you figure this out? Yeah, exactly. Like I know I'm not like a math person, but like I just don't care about that thirty-two thousand million dollars. No, because like you could be making like twenty-eight thousand dollars on just color services. Yeah. How about this? I'm a little bit slower, but I've departmentalized. I've raised my prices and I've focused and specialized. Yeah. Like. How about that instead? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. we were, I think we were both raised, like, if you're not doing it, you're losing out on money. Yeah, yeah. Waxing. Oh everybody, God. there were, like, one or two people who, like, put their foot down. They were like, I don't fucking wax. Yeah. Get I didn't that away from me. It. But I think at this level, in this kind of upscale environment, I don't really, like, I want to give you time to relax. Right. I don't want to be, like, ripping your hair out of your face in the most luxurious part of the service. Right. And so I think that that just goes back to, like, how we treat the guests. And, like, sure, like, yeah, you could add on a wax service at the shampoo bowl, but maybe your guests would rather sit there with a conditioning treatment and yeah. in peace for a couple minutes before they go home to their six children. Exactly. Like, do, that they like, sign up for waxing the, elsewhere the because they get in there. Yeah. Those people specialize in waxing. We got Curly Willow across the street. Like, you don't have to go far. Yeah, exactly. Shout out to Curly Willow. Shout out to Curly we Willow. We can see them from the window. Yeah, they, they're good over there. But, um, yeah, it's all about the client experience. And if, yeah. if you're not offering, if you're offering everything, you're offering a whole bunch of nothing. I, in the in the immortal yeah. words of Ron Swanson, don't half-ass two things, whole-ass one thing. Yeah. You you always get better results. And trust me, somebody else is going to whole-ass the other thing yeah. later. And you, you know? have plenty of time to whole-ass lots of things. Yeah. Like, like you know, I whole-ass color for a little while. Yeah. And now I'm whole-ass and cutting. Exactly. We'll see what else I whole-ass later on. Yeah. Maybe um, waxing. Oh, fuck that. That's what's no happening. offense to our waxers. No <laughs> offense to waxers, but like y'all are special kinds of people. Yeah, man. I'm uh, not that kind of special. That you're I'm like and this is case special. This is why this industry is so cool, is because like the same people who probably listen to this podcast might be uh, brow people. Yeah. Microbladers, lash tinting, lash well, extensions. And despite that, the industry or the um, 
the specialty or is different than what a hair cutter or hair colorist would provide. I think that it all goes under the same umbrella of like how we treat the guests. Yeah, and it doesn't matter. Despite the do. fact that there is a, you know, maybe the way to get become a microtech, microtech, microblader, microblader, waxer, like those things are all different. But I think at the end of the day, like the guest is like at the top of the pyramid. Right. And um, we're here to serve. Yeah. Like, don't forget, this is like first and first mostly the service industry. So I think because we are able to separate by department and focus on one thing in particular, we're serving the guests best. And we're also not like breaking our souls every day right. because we're like doing something you don't yeah, like because, because like going back and forth mentally like between yeah. a color and then a cut like i mean there are people who can do it and do it very well but i just feel like it doesn't make me feel good and if i don't feel good my client can tell yeah and i care about that so right. and that's not to say that like the people who, who do everything if you truly love and your clients love to receive a kind of one-stop shop experience where they can just trust you for their whole image their their brows their lashes their hair color and you like doing all of those things like by all means but like just know that burnout's real yeah eventually you might not love something don't force yourself to do it just because it's money feel free to have the conversation with your clients yeah. i don't do that anymore yeah it's oh, hard God. trust me it's but it there is no greater release if you if you love a client set them free yeah <laughs> honestly that was a really hard challenge for me from transitioning especially since Almost everybody was like, what? I thought like color was your jam. And I was like, I thought so too. But I had a really hard time letting go one because of money and two, because of hurting. I didn't want my clients to feel like I didn't care about them right, or you were abandoning or them. I was abandoning them. But because like they had come into the salon, they've been coming for a few years. They had gotten to know the other colorist in the salon. And so actually it was pretty simple to transition them after um, we, well, after we started, like, they had already known who you were. So it wasn't hard right. for them. For, it wasn't hard for me to be like, um, Drew's going to take care of your color for now By the way, here's Drew. We'll still be you seeing each other. Yeah. yeah. And, like, it was honestly, it was effortless. So I think I, if one thing I think that we really want to emphasize in this podcast is um, is basically the fact that we have a different perspective on the industry in the sense that we approach it differently because of our departmentalized status like mm -hmm. i would say that some people in our salon aren't departmentalized they do both and um that works just fine um yeah. however like we are we have started out together we chose this. this and we realized the kind of perspective that it gives yeah. to the situation yeah and like truly one day we will find somebody to be on the podcast who does yeah if you don't bands. like this tell us we want you yeah, on exactly we would love to have you we on love so we can talk contrarians about yeah and we love to talk about other people's perspectives in the industry and see how they look at it because you want to know what at the end of the day, like We're all clients together. are free agents. Yeah. They can see whoever they want to see. Yeah, so if my perspective isn't their perspective and it doesn't suit them. Like there's somebody me, out there, there. Are, there is somebody out there. There are plenty of heads of hair. And if you get competitive, it's like, you're wasting we, your energy. We both shrugged and yeah. you can't see it, but we both shrugged. It's yeah. just a waste of energy. Like yeah. if you get competitive in this industry, compete with yourself. Compete with your close friends, maybe to like see who's Better who's like bettering themselves and who's doing the most like education yeah. or helping the next generation the, the most. Or, yeah. But getting competitive with other salons, first of all, I can tell you, so many clients don't get us confused. Yeah. You know what I mean. So yeah. don't compete. Don't worry about it. Yeah. It's different strokes. They're different folks. But it's something. It's a perspective that we both gain from departmentalizing yeah from being able to you have to share clients we've like let go of the fact that they're ours and yeah and in the sense that they are ours but they they're are our beloved they're they're ours yeah 
like royal we like they are ours not like mine not mine hours 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 they are we share them and And i think that the clients really respond to that environment because they feel like it takes some pressure off I can't tell you how many times someone has I bumped into someone outside of the salon. They're like, I really wanted to see you for hair, but I don't want to hurt this person's feelings in the salon. And I, was, and I just I, had that conversation yeah. last week. And I, t- I talked to uh, uh, Nikki about it. I was like, Nikki, I ran into one of your clients that you did. And she was so afraid of cheating on Jessica. And, and I told her, I was like, don't worry about it. And the look of relief on her face. And she was like... Yeah. It is totally fine. Like, how, who's hurt you? Yeah. Why like, are you so relieved? Has anybody lashed out at you yeah. because you don't see them? That's... Oh at the gosh. end of the day, like, I work for them. Like, whoever's yeah. in my chair is the boss for the hour. Like, like... You pay uh, for my time. You paid to, for me to take care of you and to give at you the end of the, At the end of the day, like, we serve. Yeah. We... That's, that's the and purpose. And there's nothing wrong with that. I, I take pride in that. Yeah. Because we're sometimes the we're the best part of someone's week. And I can't tell you how many times people will just sit down and be amazed at the service that we are giving them. And honestly, it's not, I'm always amazed by how amazed they are because I'm like, this is just what we do every day. Right. And where are you going that you're not getting treated kindly? Exactly. But I mean, that's, that's just our perspective. Hopefully we'll be coming out with more episodes in the next, hopefully a few weeks or months. So if we like the way this sounds, then... You'll be hearing more from us and from our coworkers and our other friends in the industry. Yeah, shout out to all our homies in the industry. Yes. Any of you hear this? Um, we love you all, especially Tiger's Eye for all the um, education that Sarah provides at Tiger's Eye Studio. She's going to be putting out a whole new list of courses that are going to be taught the last Sunday of every month next year. So shout out to that. If you haven't participated in those classes, you are missing out. So keep an eye on that. And uh I'm Elise. I'm Drew. And you've been departmentalized. Yeah.